China named him the best global actor in 2013. He invented his own acting style called Nouveau Shamanic. He bought a dinosaur skull for 300 grand. A dinosaur skull? Yes. Okay. He, he will be buried <laughs> in a nine-foot pyramid. He once pulled a few teeth out so he could play a Vietnam veteran in a movie called You're Birdie. just reading fun facts about he Nick Cage? He once woke up to find a naked stranger in, sitting in his bed. Well, haven't we and all? we're talking about Nicolas Cage. Haven't yeah. we all? That's right. We're talking about Nicolas Cage. Hey, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. We're a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. That's where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you give CastBox a shot because we think it's the best. It is the best. It's better than sex. Let's not. It's better than sex. Why didn't anyone tell me? Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hi, what's up? My this name is my Steve beautiful Green. husband, Steve Green. Thank you. This is the last episode of the year. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. I can't believe we're, we're here already. We made it. We made it through the holidays. We made it through Christmas times. That's crazy. We, we made it through your, your drunk dad, you know, talking too loud That's in your crazy. face with beer breath. Yeah. We made it through all of that. You subscribed to you. Me? Huh? You. You're that. I'm that guy? You're my drunk dad. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Do I do that? With, well, if you've had a, if you had too many. But I like beer breath. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, you do. You like that. Yeah. I don't also really like drink beer very much. tequila breath is yeah, more yeah, yeah. That's, likely. That's what you get from Steve. me. Yeah. yeah. I like all alcohol breath. I'm weird. Yeah, you're a weirdo. So, um, <laughs> yeah, everybody, we wanted to give you guys a very special episode because you guys are a very special audience. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys listening over the past year. Well, the, yeah, the past it's like, what, nine months. Nine months, yeah. yeah. So we're all Thank pretty you. close. So we wanted to, I wanted to get a little closer to you guys and reveal. Something close to Steve's heart. Yeah, it's just something that's very personal for me, which is yeah. um, the life and works of Nicolas Cage. Who's so I the think, shit that they don't tell you about Nicolas Cage? That's what this is. The yeah. shit they don't tell you about Nicolas Cage. And they really don't, because no. nobody's told me anything about Nicolas Cage. Well, you haven't been paying attention, I think. No, um, you're right, but I don't pay attention to my taxes either and, I, and my credit score and all that stuff that they don't tell me about. Well, Nicolas Cage is definitely something you should be getting in the mail, I think, every year. Like taxes, because I think that I think that the um, he has mastered the art of not giving a fuck. Like you, um, you know how you're into that idea, right? I'm into that idea because I so much give a fuck. Like I so like I don't want to, but yes. I but I really can't stop giving a fuck. And so before everyone just writes this off as a big bit and like, oh, what a bit. Steve's doing a bit. The whole show's a bit. Steve would never do a bit. How dare you? Guys? I would never do a bit for he the whole show. Would never ever do a bit. Never. And that's He's a very serious man. And that's what I'm trying to say is that Nicholas like the the way that he has conducted himself throughout his career mm-hmm. in uh like cuz he started as a Coppola. I mean, he was yes. literally in Fast Times at Ridgemont High and he was Nicholas Coppola. Right. But then he was upset because a bunch of the um people were like you're only Famous or successful because you're a Coppola. Yeah, and he was getting treated like that on set. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. I don't want to experience this anymore. I am going to be Nicolas Cage, which he named because he's a big comic book fan. So he renamed himself Nicolas Cage after the comic book character Luke Cage, which now is like a known thing. But back then, nobody fucking knew anything about Luke Cage. Like maybe a like the nerd with the most stained shirt at the co- comic book store like knew about Luke Cage. Like ain't nobody know Luke Cage. That's like when fucking Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Remember that? And I remember going to the movie theater and people, and I remember he, overhearing people being like, oh, yeah, like it's not like the comic book. And I'm like, you didn't read the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy comic book, bro. Yeah. 
Like, you don't even know what the shit that was. Nobody knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was, was until it came out. Didn't Emilio Estevez change his name, too? Yeah, to the Mighty Ducks man. Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Because he, him and Charlie Sheen are related? Yeah, he's a Sheen. Yeah. He's a Sheen, yeah. He's a full-blown Sheen. But he's like, I'm going to lean more Which into Which is less fun to Estevez. say now. You used to be able to say full-blown Sheen, and that was a lot of fun, but now it's not much fun. Thanks to Charlie's exploits. Jesus, Charlie. Uh, but I assume it was a mistake, so we're all rooting for Charlie. Yeah. Um, but no, but my but my my point is that so that he started as a Coppola. How much more seriously could a human being start as an actor on this planet than a, as a Coppola, Maybe bro? Maybe as a streep. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But her daughter does some fun stuff, kind of. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like... That's what I'm saying. Like this, this guy has gone the full Monty, right? Like he he started doing like um, he was in some pretty legit movies, right? Like he's been in a ton, um, but now where he's at, mostly through, you know, about of I would say terrible mortgage decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, yeah. yeah. Terrible, terrible. Did he own like timing? Five, he owns like four, four castles or something. He had two two castles. Yeah, yeah, and he had properties all over the world. Uh-huh. He he had a pet shark. <laughs> guy's a <laughs> guy's a fucking legend, right? Like, yeah, he he had uh, he had two pet albino rattlesnakes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this guy's an absolute psychopath, right? He can't just have one of something, huh? No. Just have like. Well, he has one multiples. shark. Oh, okay. In respect from him, for now. Yeah. Yeah, let's get that right. But yeah, so so, but for him to be where he's at right now, I think mostly through financial ruin, um, it has really softened him, so that he's not being like a like Mister Serious wannabe serious actor anymore, and now he's more cage like. He's become the Nick Cage that we all know because he started so serious. I think. But this happened. This didn't just happen when he went into financial ruin. Basically, yeah, it did. Before that, no, no, no. Like before like, that, like he was like the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Was that before? Was I mean, that, that was kind of during. <laughs> okay. Yeah, kind of in the middle of so. it. Yeah, but then he, you know, because he was in, he was in like you know, raising Arizona and all this like super dope stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then later on, he was doing like not long after that, he was in, he was in The Rock with Sean Connery's. Okay. Right. Then he was all the Sean Connerys. Right. Then he was doing um, a little famously known movie. Maybe you ever heard of it called Face Off. I've heard of it. Yeah, a fucking one of the greatest films ever made. People take their face off. No, Face Off is about a cop who <laughs> he's <laughs> so this guy he this terrorist <laughs> killed his son. Right. Okay. And Face Off is about a cop who's like. I'm going to get fucking revenge on this dude. This guy is the worst dude in the world. So he's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to get this son of a bitch, right? It's really personal. And then he um, he basically gets his man. He gets he captures the terrorist. But then, like, there's an accident that happens. And so then um, they, they find out that the terrorist has planted a bomb that's going to destroy Los Angeles if he doesn't get the information about where the bomb is. But Nicolas Cage is dead. At this point, or so he thinks. So John this, Travolta. Are these spoilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should give a spoiler warning. It's a 1997 warning. movie. I think they'll be okay. Well, I've never seen it. Well, it's a classic film. Even if, look, that's like saying like, hey, Shakespeare, uh, Romeo and Juliet is about like, you know, they fall in love and then they drink the poison. It's still a beautiful story, even if you already know. Okay. Right. Okay. So in Face Off, <clears throat> he has to find out where the bomb is. But like John Travolta has to find out where the bomb is because he's a good guy. 
but Nicolas Cage is unconscious. And so he's like, well, shit, how do we get to find out where the bomb is from his brother, they captured the terrorist brother, if we don't, because he won't talk to us. He will only talk to his brother. So then John Travolta does a high-risk, very controversial procedure. Where he puts the brother's face on Nicolas Cage? No. He puts Nicolas Cage's face on John Travolta. <laughs> John Travolta takes Nicolas Cage's face. Yeah. And then he talks to the brother about where the bomb is. But while he's talking to the brother about where the bomb is, Nicolas Cage wakes up from his unconsciousness. And what does he do? He takes John Travolta's face because he's super freaking ripped about how uh, John Travolta took his face. He's like, hey, where's my face? And they're like, well, sorry, somebody else is using it right now. Wait, so John Travolta's face is just laying around somewhere? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, because he took his face off, so that yeah, he yeah, could, yeah. But like, is it movie title. Does it have bacteria on it? <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, I'm sure. So it's just laying, been laying there for a couple months. It's been no, it's no, 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 not months. Like for a couple days or whatever. But oh, yeah, it's just been days. chilling. Just but, days. But it's under, you know, it's in, it's in like a secured little thing of glass or something. Oh, okay. Okay, that's my bad. Yeah. So then he takes Nicolas Cage's face. All right. John Travolta now is Nicolas Cage. And then Nicolas Cage is now John Travolta. Got it. So for the rest of the movie, you're like, oh, shit. Nicolas Cage is doing an impression of John Travolta. And you're like, oh, shit. John Travolta is doing an impression of Nicolas Cage. And he's doing pretty good. Huh. It's a hell of a movie. Wait. But I won't tell you ju- how it ends. If they just took the faces off, like, what, do they have the same exact body type in this movie? I mean, pretty much. They're both wearing suits. Oh, so you can't really tell. <laughs> they were both wearing boxy 90s suits. So, yeah. You can't tell at all. Okay. Yeah. It's There's incredible. probably no mistake on the wardrobe's part. Like, But this movie was, I think, directed by John Woo. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's directed by John Woo or or something like that. Yeah. But it's a dope-ass movie. Okay. And um, that was one of the earlier like nine, 1990s movies of Nick yes. Cage, right? So then later on, he's doing, yeah, it's a John Woo film. Thank you. A John Woo, a John Woo joint. Got it. I never doubted you. Thank you. And and so so then um you know Nicholas Cage is doing pretty good. He's like, fuck, I'm making forty million a year. He's like, yeah, I think I'm kicking absolute ass at this thing called life. Right. I mean, this cat's like, this cat's like buying. Now he's buying castles. castles. Right. Now he's buying horses. Horses. Many horses. That's it's an S in there. What is it? H O R S. Yeah, he's buying yeah. as many horses as he can get his hands on. No, that's not the multiple, way. Okay. multiple horses, right? So then, and then he's buying. I'm telling you, this this cat bought a Lamborghini Countach. Who's that? Beautiful. Oh no, he bought a. It, no, it was a. It was a. Did he have Countach. like four Ferraris? Oh yeah, I mean his Ferraris had Ferraris. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had a Lamborghini Miura, which is a super okay. rare, uh, four hundred thousand dollar vehicle. Oh. That he bought from the fucking Shah of Iran. I mean, this cat was killing it. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Like $40 million a year. Imagine what you could do with $40 million a year. I can't. Yeah. Well, only two people pretty much know what that's like. Nicolas Cage and another man. Only two people? Well, yeah. And another man. Well, no, no, no. Only two people only two have people ever had $40 million? Are, only two people who are famous actors. What? Keanu Reeves? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is very humble. Look at his net worth. Keanu Reeves lives out of motels and shit. Keanu Reeves is very famous. He basically lives out of a guitar suitcase. So he, so that's his reality of what forty million is like. No, no, no. You're not listening to me. Okay, let me further your. You don't know what it's like to make forty million dollars uh-huh. and go. I have to spend this money. Okay, that's see, that's the missing part. Yeah, Keanu okay. Reeves doesn't do this Got shit. It. Well, that was the part you were missing. Oh, no, Keanu Reeves. You said that only two actors know what forty million dollars is no, like. No, Keanu Reeves is a, a pauper. 
He's a nomad. Yes. You know, he, yeah, he's making killer money, but Nicolas Cage and Johnny Depp, they both make that much money, and they're like, I got to spend this fucking $40 million. Yeah, Johnny Depp has, like, islands. Exactly. Yeah. And guess who else had islands? Nick Cage. That's what I I'm saying. There's only two people who really had the same experience. I see. Were the same both... experience with the $40 million. Well, well, where they're both just crushing no, the earth. No, I understand you now. Yeah, and okay. people are fucking, yeah. like, you can go to any Japanese restaurant, and, like, everyone starts clapping when you get there. Like, Is that even... what you would do? Yeah, of course. Well, dude, did you know that Kevin Spacey used to go into restaurants and people would get up and applause and shit? No. Just because he's alive? No. Just because he was a good actor? You know what I mean? Can you imagine what that's like? No. But like, but why I say Japanese restaurant is because he could go into a place where he normally wouldn't have been recognized, Because, but he's an international star. Right. And they would all fucking clap because that's the kind of guy. Wow. The kind of fame. Okay. Right. So when you got that kind of money, you, you're, you're willing to deal in that kind of bread? Yeah. Yeah, you make some mistakes. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> yeah, you buy you buy a lot of mortgage, a, a lot of mortgages during the peak of the bubble. Like this cat bought Nicholas Cage bought all these houses that we're talking about, mm-hmm. like in two thousand nine and shit. Wait, that's on the peak of the. Or, bubble? No, I'm sorry. In uh, like two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say two thousand nine. He but bought he was buying at the right up, time. He was buying them up to that point, so he was just like loading properties. Right. And then, of course, when the bubble bursts, he's like, he's like, what the fuck do you mean I got to go do Wicker Man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're like, hey, bro, yeah, like you're, I mean, uh, you're on the lam for, first of all, the IRS is like, you owe six milli for, yeah. for 2006 or whatever, or 2009. And and so he, he basically was L fucked and he felt very L fucked. Did he file for bankruptcy? I think so. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't have I that information. It was in front something of me. like pretty drastic. He, he, de- just, he definitely had to sell his castle. He filed for that. career bankruptcy, I think, <laughs> because he basically just started saying yes. He like literally, famously, um, if you call the Nicolas Cage number yeah. to book him for a, a feature, yeah, um, he immediately answers and just in a hurried, huffed voice says yes. So what happened to Robert De Niro going from like Taxi and Godfather and stuff to wait not Taxi was he in Taxi yeah of course okay uh, to Taxi Driver to Meet the Fockers not Taxi the show right yeah um what happened to I always get mixed up with him and and um Christopher Lloyd no uh. continue <laughs> <laughs> the the you know the other. The other guy in Taxi? The, uh, yeah, Bob like, Newhart? Who the fuck was no, that? No, no. <laughs> the guy, other guy in Godfather. Oh. Yeah. The, oh, really? The other, what's his With name? Marlon Brando? What the fuck is his name? He's so Brando, super Pacino? famous. Pacino. Oh, Al Pacino. I always get them mixed up. So like sometimes I'll say a movie that Al Pacino was in and it, and it was really De Niro or something. A couple yeah. times you'd be right because they're both being. Right, right, right. Exactly. So anyway, mm-hmm. now he's doing Meet the Fockers and all that. So what's his I think ca- it's the same kind of shit story? where like I think that um, – Love of money is a very powerful drug. It's, it's either love of money or that they are done, you know, it's, it's really emotionally draining playing those yeah. huge serious oh, roles. Yeah. That sometimes you just want something fucking light and fun. Sometimes you're Halle Berry and you're like, you know what? I just did Monsters Ball. I'm and do the Flintstones. And now I'm, no, I'm doing Catwoman. Oh. And then I'll in, do Flintstones later. <laughs> she was in Flintstones first. Oh, she was? Yeah. My bad. Well, dude, she did Catwoman. You remember that fucking dumpster fire? I didn't watch it. Oh, I saw that in the in the theater. We didn't bro. watch a lot of movies when I was growing up. Well, let me tell you like, something we about that to movie. Go to the Sharon Stone was the bad guy in that movie. Yeah, and I was rooting for Sharon Stone just because it was funny. 
because because everything Halle Berry did was very melodramatic, and it was like mm-hmm. she was acting in like a, a Mexican soap opera or something. It was yeah. very very strange. Who else played choice. Catwoman? Melanie Griffith? Well, no, was it? Um, the first cat. I think it was somebody who was in Taxi. Who else was in Taxi? Mo Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. 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 I liked that. She one. was hella good she at was Catwoman. So good. But Nicolas Cage famously um, was almost Superman as well. Oh, I, I must not be that famous because I didn't know that. Well, there's a movie called The De- The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, which basically chronicles the entire saga of Tim Burton's failed Superman project. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage was going to be Kal-El. Oh. And he even named his son Kal-El because he he's a super huge Superman fan. Obviously, he's oh, a comic a book fan. Oh, what a bummer to not actually get it then. Well, he basically, he had it, actually. Uh-huh. And then they, they did some test um stuff of him in the suit so you you could see footage of Nicolas Cage in a Superman suit with like what I would I don't know what else to call it like Ludwig Beethoven hair Mm -hmm. like fucking nutty ass I can picture it yeah it was it was pretty bizarre yeah because in the 90s Superman had kind of longer shoulder length hair oh yeah because Rachel was super popular on Friends and I think they were like Oh, we can capitalize on some of this popularity if we throw fucking Rachel hair on Superman. I'm not even kidding. I don't even know what they were thinking because he basically had like this full blown do. Huh. In the 90s. Very strange. Okay. But yeah. So then. Uh, so he didn't get to. He didn't get to be because Tim Burton. Um, basically, the, the, the studio and Tim Burton couldn't quite get right on it. I and see. so it kind of fell apart. Okay. Very sad. Very sad. And unfortunate. And Was his son already born, Kalel? Yeah, he already had his son oh, named Skull. He was a, he's a big Superman fan his whole life, so he was already super into Superman. I see. Thank you. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was buying exotic cars. He's buying motorcycles. He's loading up on luxury yachts, right? He had one called Sarita. It cost $20 million. Sarita? Yeah, so imagine you, you made $40 million yeah. in a year, and you're like, I'm going to spend $20 million of that right now on a fucking yacht, <laughs> on a 20-bedroom yacht. Damn. Exactly. Why? Because I'm telling you, I don't know. It's like you think you're like I, I, I made it. This yeah. is gonna be every year. I'm getting forty million every year, no matter right. the fuck what. I, I've done it. So now I'm gonna fucking live like it. Yeah. All, right. And and so that's why Nicolas Cage is in seventeen directed DVD movies a year now because he got a lot of overhead. Just so a what? Shit what are ton. some of your favorites? My favorite um, right now is called Mandy. And I'm going to play a clip from the Mandy right now, actually. Okay. And you, I think you guys will really enjoy this. So this is – so uh, a lot of people love Nicolas Cage because they love Nicolas Cage freakouts. And I, I actually don't appreciate the way that people talk about a Nicolas Cage freakout because they mm-hmm. they don't respect the Lee Strasberg method that he is utilizing during his freakout, which is an animalistic acting technique, mm-hmm. and it is not something that should be mocked and made fun of, which a lot of people do. <laughs> well, you're laughing right now, and I think that's just too bad. the way you're describing it. I've never seen. I don't know what you're referencing. Well, do you so. do? Uh, are you do you do you take acting classes? I did. No, yeah. no, I understand. Yeah, you, do you know what no, the I'm not understand- No, I'm not. Technique? I don't know the reference of Nick Cage using this technique. I, I haven't seen Nicolas Cage doing it you haven't seen Nicolas Cage freakout videos no I've only seen like Susie Q and um like Ghost Rider those are like the two well, Ghost Rider has some famous freakouts okay. like there's one of them there's I'll play one of them if okay. you want to hear it yeah where he's talking about the writer remember. the writers here 
on the Riders. Are you sure comment? that was the first one? It might be the second, second one, Spirit of Vengeance. Because I only saw the first one. Okay, well, I'm going to play this freak out, this Nicolas Cage going crazy and Mandy clip. Okay. But what I want people to understand, and, and if you laugh at this, You're you right. should really feel bad about yourself. Because he's util- utilizing a very famous acting technique founded by Lee Strasberg. This is an animalistic acting technique. Uh-huh. And this is it. Animalistic. Right. No. <laughs> So that, thank you, Nicholas. And that, so that was. Um, What's this movie about? That's a clip from Mandy. Yeah. What's that about? So Mandy is a film, a feature film that is about um, a man and his wife, and they live in the woods, hmm. and he uh, works at, at an oil refinery, and he's almost like a, um, he's just a blue collar guy, blue collar John, right? Yeah. So his his wife um, gets kidnapped by uh, a gang of mutant motorcycle uh, bandits. And Nicolas Cage um, finds her, and they they basically burned her to death. Yeah, they killed her, and then they burned her body. Is this a spoiler? Yeah, yeah, it's a major Jesus. spoiler. That's a big spoiler. You should, uh, you should give some spoiler warnings. Yeah, that's a so that's a big spoiler, guys. All right. So uh, <laughs> Damn. yeah, so then Nicolas Cage, uh-huh. right? He decides to get revenge after having been captured himself yes because he, he he and his wife both got captured right i got it and then he finds that she got burned and then he stays alive mm-hmm. and they basically like tie him up with barbed wire and they leave him and then he finds his wife's body and then he decides he's gonna go get the motorcycle mutant pain bandits you would do that for me hell yeah i would and, and but he decides to do it because he goes back into his cabin yeah and he finds some of his jack daniels um whiskey which is his favorite whiskey, mm-hmm. and he. How do you get out of the barbed wire? Um, he had to like basically like pull his fingers through it and shit. It was he, pretty visceral. Yeah, and then um, so then he he starts drinking the whiskey while sitting on the toilet in his tidy whities because he takes off his jeans because his jeans are very bloodied. And then he starts to utilize this uh, animalistic Lee Strasberg acting technique. Um, while he's drinking whiskey, he starts screaming. And then he keeps drinking whiskey and screaming. And then there's a couple points where he gargles and screams. And then he just starts going like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, ah, ah. And he starts breaking shit. Mm-hmm. And which I assume they got in one take mm-hmm. because it's not a very expensive film. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a really, I thought, powerful acting scene. And by the way, this movie did very well for Nicolas Cage. Okay. So Nicolas Cage, we all expect to, you're, you know, you say the name and maybe some people laugh out there and that's too bad. Like you say the name Nicolas Cage and to some people out there, they start laughing already and that's too bad. My mom makes a face. She goes, oh. Yeah, see? And so then I was like, oh, I guess I won't watch Nick Cage movies. Well, you like, know what I do when, since I was younger, my mom's always been like, oh, Nick Cage. And you, you know what I do when people do that? <laughs> what? I get right up in their face and I'm like, have you ever heard of Lee fucking Strasberg? And my mom would be like, no. And I'm like, well, you should have some a little bit of goddamn respect for the for the craft. And my mom would be like, let's go try some craft beers at this place down the street that I found. 
and I would <laughs> respectfully decline. No, you wouldn't. I would probably go with. Yeah, but I would try to explain. Yeah. Maybe soften her heart. Right. Over the craft beers. Over the craft beers. Yeah. Yeah. So so famously so this movie actually did really well. So we're really we're actually excited about what Nicolas Cage is gonna do next because this movie was directed by an acclaimed director. Mm-hmm. Um one of the, I would say the better directors that Nicolas Cage has worked with I mean, in the past that? decade. Um he's a guy who you had never heard of him, but he did this movie called um Oh God, I can't remember the name. Black something, black Swan. No, something. I can't remember what it's called. But it was like re- uh, it got a cult following. Okay. You probably never heard of it, even if I say what it's called. Right. But I never saw it. But it had a cult following, and so a lot of people were super stoked on Mandy. Gotcha. Because of that, and because of the way that Mandy was shot, and it had a lot of style to it, and it was pretty cool. So Nicolas Cage also had a pet crocodile. Okay. <laughs> Did wow. You know that? So he had a shark and the crocodile. Yeah, and, and then separate tanks. Hopefully. Well, I I think. Because uh, and I want to play a quick quote real quick, Mark, if we, we're going to have this uh, clip ready. Um, so there's a quote that I want to play, and it's about Nicolas Cage um, talking about animals. Because I think that what Nicolas Cage owned as far as like the animals that he cultivated and yes. that he was the caretaker for, mm-hmm. I think that they had quite a bit to do with his process as an actor for getting into character and you know what I'm saying? For How does one have a pet shark or a pet crocodile? Does he pet them? Does he? Do they love him? I think they loved him, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to play this clip real quick. Um, this is from Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. About 20 minutes. Who else? His girlfriend, at least one infant. That's as far as we know. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? There ain't no iguana. Yeah, there are. There ain't no iguana. What the fuck is that? Fucking iguana. Thank you. And so what he's what are you saying there? He says, what are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? What he's talking about there is the method that he is utilizing. See, like he he references animals. He uses animals to draw his performance from. Do you see what I'm saying? I guess so. Yeah. Well, he's big into that. Mm-hmm. And I want to play another clip to show the softer side of Nicolas Cage because a lot of people, like I said, unfortunately, in the world today, yeah. if you say the name Nicolas Cage, yes. people already start to snicker. I see a lot of snickers, a lot of, a lot of faces from people, and that's too bad. But Nicolas Cage isn't about that. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And I want to play a quote right now mm-hmm. from a little movie called Face Off. Here's a quote. Thank you. Why don't you actually play the quotes? Well, I don't have them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we gotta get them. Because I can't. It'd be. Well, no, he played them. But, no, but I. You wanna... have to pretend like we heard it. No, I know, but I want to actually hear it. Okay, I'll fill you in. Okay. Okay, so he says, "If I were to send you flowers, where would I? No, let me rephrase that. If I were to send, if I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? <laughs> face off, Nicholas Cage and face off." Yeah, so so wait, is it Nicolas Cage or is it Johnny John Travolta pretending to be Nicolas Cage? I don't have the I don't have that information. <laughs> <laughs> it could be either. Any of those quotes could be from the other actor. Okay, got yeah, it. you have to you have to yeah do me a little bit of got it. Give got me a little it. bit of leeway. Okay, because I I, yeah, I I do not have the answer to that at all. Um, but we're talking about a guy who got an Oscar. Uh, uh, got an Oscar. An Oscar. He got an Oscar. An Oscar. For Best Actor in a Leading Role in 1996. For what? For the very famous movie Leaving Las Vegas. 
okay. which he turned down a major role, a starring role in Dumb and Dumber <coughs> to take. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. And then he gets an he gets an Oscar. Why are you calling it an Oscar? Well, that's what he got. It's an Oscar. Right. And he got that for leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. And then we're talking like 20 years later, this cat's in like Wicker Man too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I think that, and what I'm trying to get at with this entire summation, yes. is that Nicolas Cage does not take himself so seriously. Right. You think he was kind of a little bit jealous that he didn't do Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, probably. I think I think he was look, like, looking back. Yeah. But then he also got an Oscar from his decision. Right. So I think ultimately, probably made the right call. So yeah, we're going to take a break right now. And then what are we going to do when we come back? We're going to talk about uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, more about Nicolas Cage when we return. Can't wait. Just want to give a shout out to Sun Basket. Okay, so we think most clearly when we are eating healthy, exercising. Well, I mean, we'll start talking about exercising. Let's just talk about the eating part. So we, we you know, eating healthy. We think, right? Would you say? We, wait, you are talking about you? We. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, but like you know, when we do that, it's like, oh my gosh, how many days do we have to do that? It's oh my like, god, I'm like. Oh my god! Yeah, well, it's like it gets in the way of my life, you know. It, yeah. Eating healthy, it's like, oh, I feel better, but man, this gets in the way. It's like we have a dog we have to take care of, and we're not dog people. Yeah, well, Sun Basket, we're cat people. Oh, thank you. Uh, Sun Basket offers eighteen quick, healthy recipes every week, including paleo, gluten free, vegan, and calorie conscious options. Hey, hey. Because Steve was always counting his calories. I am at. So, 36,000 today. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm counting them. You building right now? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You building? Yeah, I'm in building mode. <laughs> Gains. All delivered to your door with organic produce and clean ingredients. So, you know what? You don't have to worry about the details. So, stop worrying about them. I'm not even worried at all. 36,000 calories coming up. All right. <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you should eat some more Sunbasket meals. There we are. Not 36,000 calories. Should I eat anything more? Maybe you should stop eating for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's Sun Basket. Okay, because Sun Basket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Now, you get more options than ever. Just go to Sun Basket app and pick from 18 weekly recipes. That's 18. You can easily cook dishes like Buddha bowls with braised tofu, Soba noodles and cashew lime dressing. I like all of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. There there's like paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options. Whatever your picky little personality wants, they have it for you. If you got an annoying little brother who's like, I don't like vanilla. Well, they got you covered. Well, you could probably just leave vanilla out. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. They got it's pretty easy for them to get, to get that covered. So, what I like about Sunbasket is they work with the best farms and suppliers, so they bring you fresh organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. That means that the the meats and the seafood you're eating were raised responsibly before they were culled. Hey, yo, I'm the person that doesn't even eat meat. <laughs> no, I'm pissed about it. I'm pissed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they work with really good farms and suppliers to bring you fresh organic produce. Everything is pre-measured and delivered right to your door. You can get... A healthy and delicious meal on the table in as little as 15 minutes. Even a microwave meal is not even that short. 
I mean, what are you cooking, dude? <laughs> are you microwaving a frozen turkey, bro? I mean, there's like literally yeah, nothing. Like, you gotta defrost some things. Yeah, well, what? Like uh, what? Like puff, even a Salisbury steak, bro, is maybe maybe six okay, minutes. Okay, you need to shut up. All right, you need to calm up. down. You need to calm down you need right to now. Just relax. There's something for everyone, so you could be your kind of healthy, whatever kind of healthy that is. It's a spectrum, really. Oh my god, you could be on the Taco Bell spectrum, or you could be on the no no bell at all spectrum. Well, it's all the same spectrum. Is there just different parts of the spectrum? Oh, is that what a spectrum? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a line. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> i thought it was like a scale no it's not like separate spectrums like they're, they're all on there well that makes way more sense okay so some baskets on there and it's like the really good side of it let me tell you something about some basket if you go to sunbasket.com slash wow you today you can learn more and get 35 dollars off your first order that's sunbasket.com slash you for 35 dollars off sunbasket.com slash you Okay, welcome back to the shit that they don't tell you podcast. Um, he 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 was named China. China named him the best global actor in 2013. He invented his own acting style called Nouveau Shamanic. He bought a dinosaur skull for 300 grand. A dinosaur skull? Yes. Okay. He, he will be buried <laughs> in a nine-foot pyramid. He once pulled a few teeth out so he could play a Vietnam veteran in a movie called You're just reading fun facts about he Nick Cage? He once woke up to find a naked stranger in, sitting in his bed. Well, haven't we and all? we're talking about Nicolas Cage. Haven't yeah. we all? That's right. We're talking about Nicolas Cage. That was my that was my intro coming back from the break. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, you like that? I love it. Thanks. Who else would we be talking about? I mean, nobody. I can nobody remember. really. Yeah. Wait, how how is he legally allowed to buy a dinosaur skull? So him and Leonardo DiCaprio were bidding on it, uh, and then uh, Nicolas Cage won. Of course, because Nicolas Cage wouldn't stop even if he found out that he couldn't even afford it. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I thought. You're, yeah, that's what I thought yeah. you're gonna say is like, of course, Nicolas Cage wouldn't stop because he's worse with money than Leonardo DiCaprio, right, which exactly. is obvious. Yeah. Yeah, which is obvious. Leonardo DiCaprio's like, oh yeah, I probably can't afford this at this point. And, yeah, and Nick Cage is like, I can afford anything I want, and then goes bankrupt. Exactly. Um, yeah, dinosaur school, man, that's crazy. Oh yeah. I read I read this tweet the other day. It was like, um, people were making dinosaur sounds. They never even heard a dinosaur. That's true. Yeah. People yeah just, why is that? People just made up how dinosaurs sound. That's hella true. It's like uh, like uh, Steven Spielberg took like a, a squeaky gate at, at Universal and turned that into the Tyrannosaurus Rex roar. Did yeah. you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, how... like they just took a squeaky ass gate and just like, you know, morphed it obviously with yeah, like yeah. techniques and shit and they turned that into the roar. It's like, yeah, that's what a freaking Tyrannosaurus sounds like, I guess. <coughs> we know, we really don't know shit. So they like Jurassic Park like established how we think dinosaurs sound basically. What if dinosaurs just... Like sounded like your dad coughing. Well, like, or, or remember, you know how like tortoises have sex? It's like, it's like ah. Oh yeah. Ah. That's and like true. you would never guess that that's what no. sound would come out. Yeah, if we didn't like, know. Like, what if dinosaurs sounded like that? That like, would be just more like ah. It's less cinematic. <laughs> I will say. They just sound like unicorns. It's a lot less cinematic, <laughs> and that's maybe why. Um, but yeah, Nicolas Cage famously told uh, David Letterman one time. Yeah, this is one of my favorite quotes about Nicolas Cage he said because um, David Letterman was asking him if he drank uh, beer when he was in high school and um, Nicolas Cage said that one time he and his cat devoured a bag of mushrooms that had been in his refrigerator 
So that wasn't even the question that was asked. Yeah, the, yeah. He answered it. He answered it about a bag of mushrooms. Uh huh. And a question about beer. I see. Yeah. That's badass. He's a badass guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He he just he moves the beat of his own drum, and right. I and I feel like he's he's um he's undirectable in a way where I think that um. Because they always say, like, what is an actor, right? You're an actor, right? Mm-hmm. What, what What is your job as an actor, you think, when it's, you're in a movie? It's to create a, a, a real space out of the imaginary world of the script. Um, and you, would you say that you're trying to execute a particular vision? Sure. Yeah, like whatever the director's vision is, you're trying to execute. Yeah, you're trying right? to make this world that someone else has created come to life in the way that they... Yeah, the way that they saw it. Yeah. Yeah, so how come, like, you know, Nicolas Cage worked with probably 70 directors and he kind of does the same thing in every one of them you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like because they paid too much for him well probably well, the producers paid for him but i feel like he um i think he's one of the only real artists out there because he he will not um whatever their vision is the director's vision is Nicolas Cage is like, i get what you're saying but i should probably also like just destroy this table and they're like, okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because he has he he has his own technique for how he's gonna get it done, right? And 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 what I and what I really think <clears throat> to me this is all about is how life hits you, taking things less seriously based on the circumstances of your situation, because sometimes you kind of get forced to be humble. Right? Yeah, like he wasn't doing, you know. Sorcerer's Apprentice because he thought the script was kick ass. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he did. I doubt it. Okay. Maybe he was doing kick ass because he thought the script was kick ass. Yeah. Because that was pretty good. Sure. That was a good script. That was good. Right? But I don't think that, I don't think he would have been in a lot of things that we've seen him in lately, mm-hmm. inc- maybe including Mandy, but maybe not, if not for his spending habits. Right. And the destructiveness of his own. You know, financial. So it's what's com- what comes out when his back's against the wall. Exactly. Is this art? <coughs> exactly right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I just think that. <coughs> what do you think? Um, I'll wait for you. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think uh, Samuel L. Jackson's motives are for taking the movies he takes? Because he's a good actor. I think that. But he, you know, the choices. Well, are you saying that he's not in the movies? I think the choices are interesting. Because I think he only is in pretty good stuff. Like, every MasterCard commercial I've seen him in is probably the best MasterCard <laughs> commercial I've seen. Like, I don't think he does a lot of things for money. I think he does. He's actually talked about it before. I think you're misquoting him. Okay. Yeah. Google I would love it. to see that quote. Google it. Are you, are you saying that he um, does things for money? Yeah, pay, paycheck's a paycheck. I haven't seen that information. Well, I can't verify it if you don't Google it, but wait, wait. But I thought on. I heard that, and like, like snakes on a plane. It's like funny. Like he, I think he is self-aware. Well, snakes on a plane was also a movement movie. I mean, that was a funny movie. Yeah, didn't he say he wouldn't be in it unless they called it snakes, snakes on, on a plane? plane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were gonna change his like flight two sixty eight or yeah. some shit, and he was like, absolutely not. It's called snakes on a plane. Yeah. And then they reshot a bunch of shit, and they added him added saying. More snakes. Yeah, well, no, they because the internet started to say like, oh, he better say like, I've had it with these snakes on this motherfucking motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, <laughs> and then he w- and then they reshot they did the re-sh- movie to add scene? that in. Yeah, that's funny. Mainly because they were like, oh shit, this movie's getting way more attention than we thought. Uh. So we'll put a little bit more money in it. 
So yeah, um, are you telling me that uh, he did the movie The Hitman's Bodyguard for money? I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson. Are you telling me he did the movie? Every movie's for money. Shaft two for money. <laughs> are you telling me he did the movie uh, Moose for money? I've never even heard of that. Movie. Well, it's a TV short, and he's oh, the narrator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you telling me he did the short Tyrannosaurus Funk for money? I think not. You know. I don't think uh, the more that you're rattling those off, you know, you're right. I think it's all art. Are you telling me he was in Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage for a thing called money? I don't think so. Samuel L. Jackson is an artist. Yeah. Much in the same way that Nicolas Cage is. It's just that he's never had the financial ruin to put his back against That's the what wall I'm saying. to really get him in some interesting stuff. I think Samuel L. Jackson already did his. He already was doing that. Yeah, he already paid his penance in a way. Yeah. So what happened to Elijah Wood, do you think? Because oh, he, he was in Lord of the Rings, yeah. the trilogy, one of the highest grossing things of all time. Yeah. And then well, now he, he's, you know. Well, he he like came out about that uh, child pedophilia ring in oh, Hollywood. Oh, I remember that. And then, then now he's not working in And then he's on Wilfred. Next thing you knew, he's on Wilfred. <laughs> no. this Wilfred was before that he, he oh, talked that's about right. that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, because he was saying that him and, um, you know, all those. The all the, Corys. The Corys were all getting run through that. Yeah. But yeah. he got protected. Right. Like his parents were talking. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, true shit. That's crazy. That's crazy, bud. Dang. Well, um, I want to thank everybody for listening to Nicolas Cage. Wait, wait. Can I ask you some things no, about Nicolas Cage? You're more than welcome to. Like, I was about to wrap it up. What's your favorite moment with Nic- of the two Nicolas Cages, the before and the after? Well, he was kind of always doing it. Um, I think that now he takes a lot more risks. Than he used to. Yeah. But like we were talking about during the break, I mean, everything he did in Moonstruck was like pretty much directly like you could look at that, the shit, shit he does now and look at the shit he did in Moonstruck. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. He just looks much younger then. Do you think that there's something that Nick Cage would have told himself that he wished he would have known? Yeah. I mean, don't buy real estate in Malibu. Don't buy real estate <laughs> in the Everglades. Don't buy real estate, you know, in the south of France. I mean, in Bermuda. Don't buy two islands off of the Bahamas. Yeah, I think he'd make a lot of different he decisions. He could buy one of those. He'd be like, what? He'd be like, yeah, maybe when you buy a shark, buy like a baby shark. <laughs> don't buy a whole shark. Well, you know the baby mean? shark would turn into an adult shark. No, the baby sharks that you can have in your oh, tank. Oh, you mean the little baby sharks? The little baby the, like, sharks. The ones that stay forever, yeah, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gotcha, little cute gotcha, guys that gotcha. stay forever, baby. All right. Yeah. Well, that's this has been enlightening and a great way to end the year of shit they don't tell you. Thank the, you. That was a lot of shit I didn't know about Nicolas Cage. Is there anything else that you would you would that you wish that you knew about Nicolas Cage, real quick? Um. Before we leave. Yeah, I I wish I, I wish I knew um. His his philosophies on life. I well from straight from his mouth. Maybe. I'd also like to know what his favorite color is. I don't have that information. Yeah, no I one does. No one does. It. No one does. Yeah, I wish I sorry guys, I don't have that one. If you're wondering what his favorite color is, I have no I do. idea. Um there's also a very famous I think orange. There's a popular subreddit called One True God, which follows Nicolas Cage like a religion. Mm. Yeah, so these are all devoutees of of Cage and they are they, you part of that? I mean, clearly I you have, know about it. I have been there. You've dabbled. I've dabbled there. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm a believer, but I understand right. what they're getting at, and I think that there's some 
There's you're a lot just of history not, You're there. not into religion in general. So, right. So like, but I think there's a lot of history there where like they've found Nicolas Cage photographs of him in the 1800s and stuff. And they found like... <laughs> like oh, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, they found like cave paintings of, of Nicolas Cage like in the, <laughs> you know, Myanmar and stuff. So like there's definitely documentation. So I can't just say like, hey, this religion is not real. Like there's definitely like historical documentation like that, that's irrefutable. Yeah. So I... I don't look at it like that. They found a picture of Angelina Jolie from the 1800s too, and she looks exactly the same. See, there you go. So yeah, I don't want to. I mean, it's like it's like when I was talking to my dad about Jesus when I was a kid, and he's like, "Well, Jesus actually existed. Like all this other shit's bullshit because it didn't exist." And I'm like, "Well, that's there you go. Historical perspective, right? I mean, we know we have all this, right? You can see the picture of Nicolas Mm -hmm. Cage in the 1800s. Like you can see the cave painting of Nicolas Cage. Like it's not." Like these are not up for debate; these are just the facts. Right. You know well, what I'm the, saying. So, what's their religion? Oh, that they worship Nicolas Cage, and that they worship. Um, but he, they think he's the one true God. They think that he is God. But he was in the he. The, these pictures are from the 1800s. What, A.D. <clears throat> yeah, of what's course. The, what's the A.D. Not stand? 1800 B.C. What's the A.D. stand for? <clears throat> Anno Domini. How do you not know this? Hmm. Anno Domini. Well, some people say it's after death of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. But, yeah, no, it's A.D. for Anno Domini. And, yeah, we know they're, they're, you can look at them up. You can look at them up right now. You can look at them up. If you want. All right. I don't want. Um, I would like to leave now. Yes. With a quote from Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Which I think um, surmises life and existence in a way that I think is a nice thing. Okay, go and ahead. so we'll leave you guys with that quote and that will be our final thought for the day. Our, our combined final thought? I think so. Sure. So thanks for listening and here it is. A quote from Nicolas Cage to take you guys into the new year. I mean, I'll bet no one ever threw a pie at like Harriet Tubman, the founder of the Underground Railroad. I'll bet you a million fucking dollars. Which is from uh, the movie The Weatherman. All right, you happy? I'm very happy. Why didn't anyone tell me? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.